live from Matt Muscardi's 12th floor terrarium. Oh, I didn't know he put on a 12th floor. <laughs> it's the only ESG adjacent game show ever made. Business Pants Thursday, of course. I don't think we really have a game show today. Is it a game? It's a game of life. And you heard mm. who we're joined by today. We are joined by Ari the Data Queen and Jesse the Money Whisperer. Hello. This is like a pre-Friday show Palooza party episode. <laughs> In today's social media explosion called June 8th, 2023, we'll cover a few ESG headlines. And then Jesse the Money Whisperer stops by to discuss her new social media series. <laughs> Yeah, she's fun. laughing, but it's actually I kind of love it. Actually, we were we were discussing. They should have it. an old social media series. That's true. Mm. It's re- it's our first Good social question. media series here at Free Flow. We were actually discussing it in the car on the way home from our fringe performance last night. We we're all very excited. Ooh, yeah, love that. Love the hype. Jesse was the star. All right, <laughs> let's get to a show. let's get to a few headlines because Ari told me yesterday that she likes to cover the news through me instead of reading it so it made me feel good about myself <laughs> for once. Oh, please. All right, here we go. Let's get to the headlines. Wildfires halt and delay flights from New York to North Carolina as smoke blankets the eastern seaboard. These are massive Canadian wildfires. They're saying the massive smoke plume choking the Northeast United States is what climate change looks like. I don't have any smoke up here in Portland, Maine. Not really. It's a little Oh, that today. main air is still crisp. I don't know what's going on. How is it for you two in Hartford? Um, it's pretty choking. Yep. I pretty would agree with choking. that. Okay. <laughs> We're and not it's in your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can smell, we can smell the smoke too. But you know what's been aggravating me is like, I was around a bunch of people for volleyball the other night and they're like hating on Canada. I'm like, you guys, hating the, on topic, <laughs> the topic is climate change here. Let's just get well, one thing straight. They're like, friggin' Canada. I'm like, no. I mean, this is the only thing we can hate on them about. I mean, Canada's probably saying that about us with California and Oregon. We're with all, They're always having fires. Like, can, oh my goodness. We can go... Maybe we can go more into depth about this tomorrow because there's a suggestion online that this is either the effects of climate change or the effects of poor forest fire management or both. So wow. I haven't done the research. I'd like to I'd like to dig into it a bit more and see. What I we mean, can if dig we out. let indigenous populations do what they do best and contain right. fires, but we don't do that. We don't trust we don't. them. We're also not Canada. Yeah. <laughs> Meta has set up a task force to counter child exploitation following a Wall Street Journal report. An investigation by the newspaper and academic researchers found Instagram promoted child sex material, highlighting the failings of big tech firms and regulating the spread of illicit content and online. Here's a quote from Meta. We are continuously exploring ways to actively defend against this behavior, and we set up an internal task force to investigate these claims and immediately address them. We're committed to continuing our work to blah, 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 to protect teens, blah, 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 blah. But here's why. Internal task force. We'll, We'll never know what happens here. Yeah, here's what scares me about this. First of all, it took an investigation by the Wall Street Journal and academic research for Facebook, Instagram, Wall 
meta to figure this out in the first place. That scares me. Second, Secondly, as we talked about a lot yesterday, Ari, this company is Mark Zuckerberg. When is it time to end these oligarchies, these dictatorships? Because to me, that's the problem. Like you're asking Mark Zuckerberg to set up an internal task force. He doesn't really have independent oversight over anything. When is it uh, too much? Like when is enough enough? That's what gets me going about this. I think there was a shareholder proposal that dealt with this. Yeah, you're right. They wanted a report about children specifically. I don't know if it was in child exploitation context of uh, sexual context, but it didn't even get like a third of the shareholder vote. Yeah, this is not the first time this issue has come up. But yeah, internal. We're never going to know what's happening, so this is this does not matter. Yeah, and this segues me to the next story, which sounds very familiar. ByteDance's former head of engineering in the U.S. is speaking out. Yintao Yu said Communist Party members access data on U.S. users as well as protesters in Hong Kong. The access was possible due to a super user or God credential, he alleged. So he's saying that communist Yikes. party members have a God credential. But how is this different than Facebook, right? I, the, the, the owners control the data. Mark Zuckerberg controls the data. The communist party controls the data, blah, 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 blah. Again, these things can be regulated out. The biggest providers of social media services don't have to be controlled by single entities. We can regulate this. And this is not going to come as a surprise to anybody, right? No. But, yeah, you're right. People don't make the connection that Mark Zuckerberg, you know, just because you put Communist Party or China around it, this is what's happening in the U.S. with U.S. companies as well. Yeah, I mean, we can be xenophobic. We can be racist. We can be anti-communist. Whatever, all those things are nonsense. Like, it's still, there's an equivalency, and that is that there are, powerful figures ahead of these things as opposed to democratically run organizations right no regulations right another story we talked about yesterday ari the headline is that's on me warner brothers discovery ceo sends email to cnn employees taking responsibility for the chris lick disaster because the cnn ceo was fired yesterday but what does it mean when a CEO takes responsibility and he still keeps his job? What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> With his whole pay package intact? Yeah. 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 That's I don't I even want. I, I it's don't not even get very meaningful. What, right? What is that gesture? It should be, that's on me. Everybody gets an extra week of vacation on me. Exactly. You, know, you yeah. buy you buy a round for everyone. Why not? Why not a day off? Uh, Ari and I kind of joke. Come on. We joked about their succession planning yesterday. Ari, for the new CEO of CNN, they we joked that there were three people in the interim leadership. I was wrong, or maybe they've added a fourth. There's actually four people now, Ari. Oh, my God. Two of them are women. The reason why I, I bookmarked this story is that I think we have another glass cliff alert. I think another failed organization is going to put a woman in position to try to solve everything, and it's it sounds like an untenable situation. I, well, you know, after this, all major U.S. news networks are now led or co-led by women. And it's a Ooh. difficult position to be in because cable news <laughs> is failing, right? This I, is, I, exactly. This yeah. Is the, so this good is, luck. Good luck reviving cable. CNN. Good luck. This is a whole like industry glass cliff. Right. Exactly. Ooh. And finally, 
GameStop stock is down after the company fires CEO Matthew Furlong and names its shareholder activist, they call him the meme stock activist, Ryan Cohen, as executive chair. Here's why I pointed this one out, because I was looking at our data and Ryan Cohen, the largest shareholder, controlled 61% of the influence, according to our data. The CEO, Matthew Furlong, only controlled 12% of the influence. This is what happens at companies like this, right? The Mm. CEO has no power. Bye-bye. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me this happens. doesn't surprise me that the stock is down because of this mess. So I just wanted to point out that you can, through our data, you can actually know who's actually controlling the board, only with our data. So is he going to meme a lot and make the stock go up? (laughs) I don't know. That's a good question. That's all I have. Those are my headlines for the day. Very cool. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Let's let's segue to our our new feature here at FreeFlow. Jesse, the money whisperer, has started a new consumer series on social media. Yes, first of all, what? Correct. Welcome, Jesse. Oh, thank you. Glad to be here. Welcome to Thursday. Glad to be here. Let's start at the top. What is? Does this series have a name? I'm calling it the consumer consumer decision series. It's kind of hard to say though, so I may have to rebrand it. Consumer decision series. It's also a little funny. Yeah, it's just. Well, it's what it is. It's. It where need will an explanation. Where will you be posting this this series? Okay, so it will be TikTok and Instagram to start and eventually YouTube. I need to get it up on Why YouTube. Why not LinkedIn? I guess LinkedIn too. I got to okay. get it up on all. First <laughs> can, first we're, yeah. we're prioritizing consistency, you know? Okay. And then then we'll focus on dissemination on all of the channels. So tell us what this series is. I'm actually very excited about it, mostly because, A, I love the topic. I love that you're using our data, using Ari's data. Ari's the data queen, you know. And you're genuinely excited about this. Yeah, I am. Well, so yeah, think, and Ari's But that's going to make a love. good series. But this is, yeah. your excitement is going to make this pop. So here's the cool thing. I've yeah. always, it's been years now that I've been trying to like align consumer decisions with my values mm-hmm. because that's important and you know you can vote with your dollar. So that has been important for me, but it's very challenging to find transparent data and things. I mean, there are apps out there now and there are right. certain resources I've come to use when I'm like, say, trying to to buy a mattress or like these bigger purchases but what i realized recently is that oh my gosh my privilege is the company that i work for and that we have data on public companies which own most of the brands Mm -hmm. and things that we're trying to buy from so i was just that was kind of the impetus of this was like oh i'm always trying to align my decisions with values and make better decisions that I feel better about, like spending my money on, why don't I try to, and then also I'm trying to get more into the data and familiarize myself with it. So I I felt this a really good exercise on like, this is a a good way in for me to start really using our data in a meaningful way. Board sabermetrics data, yeah. Board sabermetrics data, yeah. And there's a fabulous example of that uh, that we will discuss in a few minutes. Can you give me the overview of the series? I know it's a multi-part weekly series, so why don't you at least explain what you'll be doing each day? Yeah, so 
we're gonna try to do a video each day so we did an intro video you can go check that out it kind of explains it but day one we're gonna introduce what decision we're looking at that week so Mondays it's gonna be like okay what are we looking at this week what am I trying to buy what's someone on the Mm -hmm. team trying to buy and then we're gonna go and look we're gonna go somewhere and try to find it so we're gonna go locally and and try to make that consumer decision and see what our options are so we're gonna get all the options and and you'll document that process yes yes I will bring all of our audience along for that then we're going to say, then we're going to kind of do our own research and say, okay, seems like there's a lot of brands out there, but who actually owns these? Like, who okay. am I actually supporting when I buy a Kleenex, for example, or I buy, you know, this brand of suntan lotion? Like, who actually owns that? Right. Um, and then we'll do some research on whether I want to actually be supporting them. So then I'll look into board sabermetrics specifically. I'll pull up the data. We'll look at the directors. To see, who, to see who actually, right, to see who runs the companies themselves. Who runs it? What are they into? What are they up to? Are they in the headlines? All of that sort of stuff that we like to co- cover anyways. And then Friday, our last day, we're going to wrap it up. And I'm going to give you like a... Uh, kind of like a roadmap on yes I'm going to support that initial product that I thought or no and if no who do I feel better about supporting what company okay. what brands so, y- so you're committing to bu- buying something on Friday and sharing it with the audience you're gonna buy something unlike me who can spend seven weeks buying a dishwasher <laughs> y- you're gonna buy something on friday yeah i want to try to make it decisions i mean we are gonna cover some bigger decisions if they're coming up but i want to try mm-hmm. to make it actual things that were decisions that we're facing on a weekly basis okay is well, your dishwasher we- gonna be part of this because it totally <laughs> uh, should well we should. i guess it should be we know what's worse is that we're gonna have to buy a new car soon and ari's well, gonna be excited about an electric car that's so perfect. that's gonna be way worse for me that's perfect i want to cover matt's car too even though he's already purchased it but i want to okay. do a little like ev versus ev because you know we have uh, I hate to admit it, but we have the Tesla and he now has the Hyundai. So we're going to do that. That's spoiler yeah. alert. I, I wish you would start one. this series before you bought the Tesla, Jesse. <laughs> I know. I wish I worked at this company before I bought the yeah, Tesla. Well, well okay. we're just leasing it so we, we can redeem ourselves in two well, years. The, <laughs> the series sounds great because I love the hand wringing of consumer decisions. Ari and I talk a lot back and forth about these types of things about what to buy, why. So I, I love that you're doing this, Jesse. I love that you're using our data. I love that the first series are already found some interesting overlap with our data, but what are you buying this first week? What What is the Okay, topic? so it just so happened that this mm-hmm. first week, I'm yep. buying menstrual hygiene products. All right. I'm at the store. I thought of this idea mm-hmm. and then it just, you know, coincided perfectly. So we're okay. getting right into a very complex topic already. Okay. Give us a few highlights from your week so far. Okay. So the reason why this decision stuck out to me as something that I wanted to spend a lot of time researching is because as a menstruating human, Mm-hmm. say we use tampons we're going to use over 16,000 of them and every right. single month we're going to be putting products into our bodies so to me it's very important that i find That's one so many yeah, yeah right 16, so yeah there's a lot of things that come up so safety environmentally think about that um certain brands are using better products and 
more environmentally friendly products um but yeah safety was the big thing for me like if i'm putting something in my body i try to really prioritize putting safe things in and on my sure. body and my skin and stuff so okay. this seemed like a really uh great thing to i mean i knew i was going to spend a lot of time researching it uh for the purpose of the series and i was like what better than something that i'm going to use for most of the years of my life and mm -hmm. i'm going to consume a lot of them so and I yeah. know that there's a lot of chemicals in a lot of the products and out there. And I will say it, it, another reason why it's a good first product is because th there are so many brands in the stores. Mm -hmm. right? Well, first it of all. It is a saturated market. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to get down the rabbit hole of it because when Jesse and I were first discussing this, I started to ask questions. And this will be another series. But I started to ask her questions. <laughs> well, why did you pick Target? Why didn't you go to CVS? Why didn't you go to Walmart? Why didn't you order at Amazon? Why didn't you go right to the local retailer? What about a... Mm -hmm independent farmers but you'll cover that in, in other weeks yeah we're but, gonna have to but the cool thing about tampons is that there are all these they throw all these brand names at you and it gives us an opportunity to map the brand names to the actual corporation right because that's the thing that is the easiest thing for consumers to miss is that these brands are attached to corporations right and sometimes there are several brands on the shelf that you think are different, but they're all controlled by the same people, right? It's the same Correct. CEO, it's the same directors. They're just selling in different directions, right? Yep, exactly. They yeah. just repackage it, put right. a different color on it, and try to exactly. sell it to you. Yeah. So yeah. It's the same boardroom. Same yeah, that's great. Boardroom. Yep. Let's go through the big three that I found. Okay. So when I okay. was in Target and I was scanning everything, I you know took videos pictures and then i came back and i looked up all the brands and there what i found is that target actually has a decent section of small business products um which we'll cover later but 90 percent, i would say 90 percent of the products are three main players there's sure. kimberly clark procter okay. and gamble and edgewell which is a spinoff from energizer weirdly enough oh, <laughs> right? batteries and menstrual hygiene yeah <laughs> Really? Yeah, so okay. you have like your well, you insert you insert batteries, I guess. <laughs> I guess in method, there's some overlap there. Kind of the same shape. Sure, right? I mean, I, I guess. wasn't going to say, but yeah. I guess. Um, so yeah, we have like some of the big brands like Kotex is Kimberly Clark. And mm -hmm. then we have um, Playtex and this is l which we'll cover in detail are um procter and gamble and then you have um tampax stay free carefree are the edgewell okay products so even there you you think that there's a large variety but really it's three entities yeah and, and you know right. they all have like like tampax will have five different types of tampons or pads right. or and then uh, Kotex has like six or seven in their mm -hmm. family of stuff. So it really looks, I mean, if you look at the videos that I posted, those aisles are jam packed with stuff. I mean, there's yeah, it's crazy. It's two aisles. So if you walk down the aisle, two both sides aisles? of the aisle oh are God. all products and it's overwhelming. all sorts of different things. So it really does look like you have a lot of cho choice, a lot of mm -hmm. options, and then therefore a lot you of agency. brand choice, yeah, but you don't have corporation choice. Well, you think you do. Well, and yeah, that's what was that was yeah. that's what was most interesting. And then so, another yeah. small tidbit is that once mm -hmm. you look up who 
who's the major shareholders of those three main players, you're realizing that it's all owned by BlackRock, State Street. The, the, right. It's the, your big, your big well, owners. I mean, they ostensibly own everything anyway, so that's right. not a surprise. Right. Yeah. Right. So why don't you tell us what you honed in on and why? You, so you you were talking about how safety was the most important factor Yeah, so just for the purposes of like keeping the series short and digestible for social media, I focused on one main value, and so right. I picked safety. Like above all, this is something that's going in my body, so I'm going to pick safety. So I yeah, and expand. I'll say, well, hold on. I was going to say mm-hmm. that, and, and this is why, uh, another reason why ESG data is is not political, not woke. It's not anything really because that might be your value point. You know, my value point might be uh, diversity and leadership, or my value or point environment, might be yeah. environment. Might be just is it a good s- company with a great share price? I don't know. I mean, maybe I invest. In the, who knows? Who cares? I mean, it's but there's all kinds of different value points here. So yours was safety. So yeah, go ahead. Yep. So yeah, I I honed it on safety. So what I did is there there were obviously a couple brands, small business brands that I knew that I knew of, but I I focused on these bigger brands and to see if there's any in there that would kind of pass my inspection or that I would grab off the shelf and think, "Oh, this could be good for me." So what I found was there was a brand called This Is L and they advertised 100% organic cotton tampons with BPA-free applicators. So I put a little okay. picture up in social media of me holding the, the <laughs> little box okay. of tampons. Just, to, and just it's to prove that you're alive and that you exist? Nicely branded to, to, mm-hmm. well, to prove what they're advertising really and, and yeah. what I saw and what kind of drew me into it. So I was like, okay, cool. I know organic cotton's important because cotton's very heavily sprayed in the U.S. So that was like a big selling point and then you know the plastic is around the cotton so bpa free pretty good so i felt decent like i could have had i not been doing the series i could have picked that up and left the store with it it was a great price point mm-hmm. um comparatively to some of the other small business brands that i already kind of right. knew so what are, was the stumbling block well I, I knew it was a big company, so I knew it was owned by Procter & Gamble. So I was like, huh, okay. I just don't know. Like, I am going to go go back to work, do our due diligence, which I was going to do anyways for the series, and see if I still felt good going yeah, back use our data, Jesse. Come yeah. on, use our data. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's what I meant. I, I was going to go immediately board open our metrics. board saver metrics template that Ari the data queen has beautifully made for us and it's very digestible so even a non-analyst such as myself can open it well, and use it <laughs> soon even it'll be even better because it'll be on a, on a totally platform. It'll be for retail totally. investors for institutional investors yeah yeah and once the platform is up i'm going to include that in the series sure. too like i'm going to go on and show the audience how i'm finding it so what did you find about procter and gamble that stood out to you so i went to i opened our data and i opened the template i chose procter and gamble and i was looking at both the directors and the company so i was looking at director metrics mixed with company metrics and i scrolled all the way down to like our metrics which are like win overall win rate Mm -hmm. uh tsr ibida um carbon intensity and controversies and they do so I noticed that 
all of the directors were below average with their overall win rate. However, their EBITDA and TSR, like their financial metrics were great. They were above average. And I'm like, okay, what is bringing them down? And then you go to controversy and you see that they are just deplorable. (laughs) Like they must be in the news all the time because they have 0.0567, whatever controversy rates. So that was like a red alarm for me so maybe i'll let ari talk about that talk about the data yeah. a little and i'll explain tell, tell us about those that controversies batting average ari they are so bad damien <laughs> as a board as a whole they're only batting 133 yeah. and this is that, like that's a, the average yeah and i'm, and I'm quickly looking at kimberly and clark uh, just for a comparison they're at 382 so yeah, that is that that even even worse than that is Procter and Gamble. Yeah. So Procter and Gamble is consumer staples, right? If mm-hmm. you look at just large and mega cap consumer staples companies, of which we have 122 of them, mm-hmm. they average their batting average is a 539 <gasps> collectively. Oh, Procter really? It's that Gamble, high. Okay. It's that high, and we're talking like the WalMarts of the world, Costco, Coke. Nestle, Kroger, like all wow. these companies are in um, this group of 122. Right. And they are just so abysmal compared to their peers. Like, what are they doing that is that much worse than everybody else? Right. Because right. all these other companies are also on the headlines a whole bu- in the headlines a whole bunch of so times. Answer that question, Jesse. Now that we know what what's going on at Procter Gamble, what are they doing that is so bad? Like, do these things involve safety? Yes. So what I found. So once I found out that there's some something going on, there's something in the water there. I did some, you know, really journalistic googling, and I googled. Journalistic are googling. <laughs> that might be really a adva- It's oxymoron. very advanced. I googled. Yeah. Are you, Mrs. Yeah. L tampons mm-hmm. really non-toxic? Okay. <laughs> and the, within the Did you ask? I wish you had asked Jeeves. <laughs> I should have. I should yeah. have asked Jeeves for this. Jeeves but I went to Google. Jesse. There's another thing I can uh, we we could have as a topic. Ask Jeeves versus Google. But yeah, I went and within the first, I want to say first like five or eight results there were two Mm -hmm. lawsuits that came up there was one class action one civil against procter and gamble which is obviously the owner of this is l saying that when you flip over that um the it's in like an oval box but when you flip it over and look at the ingredient list there's very small subtext that lists other ingredients that are not organic oh so I don't know how they're able. There must be some some sort of regulation where if it's below a certain percentage, they're still able to put okay. 100% organic. But the fact is, is that they're not 100% organic. So both oh, of these oh lawsuits, yeah, wow. are addressing Let's that. See how amazing that is. I mean, just by just because you went to our data and smelled a rat with the controversy scores <laughs> led you directly to this information. Oh, that's incredible. Correct. I find that Correct. incredible. And, and can I just say why? Yeah. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I mean, once I saw that, I was like, I already kind of had the red alarm, but I was like, yeah, I can't, I can't support these. So that made it very, very easy for me to make that decision. Okay. So we'll, and we'll find, for, I, I hope people tune into Jesse's web search because we'll find out tomorrow what you ultimately do buy. Is that right? 
So well, it's, I'm guessing yeah. it's not the Procter & Gamble product. Is that it? It's not the Procter & okay. Gamble. And luckily, Target did have some options. But I am going to also list out, like I did a bunch of research okay. on some small businesses with different sort of emphasis and whether you want like women-owned, black-owned, mm-hmm. eco-friendly. So I'll have a couple options for different okay. tags, if you will. As a and, consumer, yeah. I did not realize that. I could read 100% organic and not get 100% organic. And not yeah, have either. to still flip over the... B- yeah, I mean, it well, just Well, that's why they're being show. sued, though, right? I mean, yeah. It is, but there's also... There's also... Um, so, yeah, I, we're going to go into, like... I do want to touch on who we can be mad at here, but... Go ahead. There is, go ahead. There's a couple parties, right? Like, there's okay. obviously... S- people in Procter and Gamble that we can get mad at and I will list them but there's also Ooh, like the come FDA on, give me a tease. come on tell me somebody okay 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 so we have we put you the know who initially okay initially I was like there's got to be all men on this board because typically you hear like okay there's men making decisions about women's health and I'm like okay there's got to be all men that, on that this was your assumption and uh-huh. that was my assumption and then I opened when I was going through our data there's actually quite a few influential women that sit on the Procter and Gamble board okay um and let me get their names up well I will I, I do know the the man the the CEO is a man, right, Ari? The CEO is a man, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, so I saw, looking at our data, I saw that there was a handful of women that had decent amount of influence, and then mm-hmm. I wanted to take it a step further and and look up the actual committee that is okay. supposed to be protecting consumers, their safety, sure. their he- their health. So I found that there's a committee called P&G Governance and Public Responsibility Committee. Right. So out of seven people, five of them are women. There's only two men on that committee. And here are the, the three women with the top influence. You have Angela Braley, 13% influence. Mm-hmm. Deborah Lee, 11% influence. Patricia Wurtz, 10% influence. You so know, but that's pretty influential women right there. Yeah, it is, com- considering they have a big Relatively board. speaking, yes. But... I'll tell you that there's clearly a bit of a shit show going on at this company because as of last August, th- their last proxy statement, that committee only had four members. Mm-hmm. Now <laughs> there's now there's seven members on the on the committee. And most corporate governance research will tell you that that is way too many members. Right, it, right. it doesn't even represent a subset of the board really anymore. It just represents they're just clearly throwing a bunch of people at something. They're not necessarily experts in this area. Well, that but Ari and I looked that up because when right. when Ari and I realized that they or we all realized that they were added just this April, we were like, well, do they can they help with this controversy problem sure. or and <laughs> no, uh, Sheila was like head of the World Wildlife Fund um, mm-hmm. or VP there. And then she's the chair, right? Is she the chair? Sheila no. Benini? No. no. OK. She was just added. I don't, she I don't, just added. Okay. I'm guessing she doesn't have like a ton of influence. But then, and then Robert was Robert so, was a, a former senator. So <laughs> none of. Right. I mean, not great with controversy. I'm sure. Well, but what he might be good at is is re- changing the regulations to let Procter and Gamble get Maybe. away with more crap. Right? Oh God. I, I, I don't know. But this oh God, again, these depressing. are like this is interesting stuff because you, again, when you start to look at the who, 
behind things, you do start to see these stories develop, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have, I just have so many more questions now and uh, unfortunately a lot more distrust, but that's why I think the series is so important because hopefully we'll cover a lot of everyday decisions. And here's why uh, it makes our data extra cool. And I thank Ari for that because Procter & Gamble actually has a kind of a strange proxy reporting schedule. Most companies release their proxies in you know March, April, and then they have meetings around now or May. Procter & Gamble is actually due to release their next proxy in August, which means their meeting will be coming up in the fall, which means, Jesse, if you were an investor in Procter & Gamble, you would actually be able to exercise your anger against yeah. this committee. You could look at our data, figure out who has the, who has the most influence that you want to target. I mean, now would be the moment for you, you know, as an activist to kind of right to vote your yeah. shares, vote your vote your mind here. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. That's so awesome. So yeah, I mean, when I got angry and all fired up, yeah. I was like, who do I direct this at? That's right. what working here has taught me. I'm like, I need to find some names that I can direct this well, at. Well, it sounds like it's the shit show at the... And little did you know that it was going to be so many names because they just stuck everybody on this right? committee. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. It's and a strange situation. Doesn't seem like they're actually doing what they're assigned to be doing. Thank you, Jesse. I, it sounds like we will hear tomorrow what you actually do end up buying. You can you can fill us in on the Friday show. We'll all be back tomorrow okay. for the Friday show. Is there anything else that either one of you wanted to add to this? I am also mad at the yes. pay committee. I mean, Go this ahead. whole thing is going down. And the CEO, John mm-hmm. Moeller, mm-hmm. he started in 2021. He made $42 million in realized pay. He's already making that. Wow. Right. And like the average, again, for this sector, for this size is 11 million. Like he is fifth. He ranks fifth. Come on. I'll tell you where these these boards can be confusing because you're right to point out, Jesse, that there are a lot of women on the board with influence. But again, the the main roles, John Miller, Mueller. Ari, he is the CEO and the chair, and then the lead independent director is also a man. The company is clearly doesn't have the confidence to put women into actual mm. power positions. Boo. That, that's all, right, all thanks, I had. Thanks, Ari. Anything else from you, Jesse? Tell them again where they can access all this. So right now you'll find it TikTok and Instagram. We're at Free Float Media on, or we're at Business Pants on TikTok and at Free Float Media on Instagram. But I will work on getting it up on LinkedIn as well. And okay. maybe we could start a thread. We're also going to I'm going to be recapping it in a blog, too. Yes. Yeah, because there's a lot of research that goes behind this. There's a lot of data. There's a, there's a, So we're going to push that out onto our website, too, right? Through a blog, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so there's going to be a lot of different medias depending on if okay. you're visual or you like to read, whatever. You can All right, cool. It. This is a great first kind of retail use case for the board metrics data, so it's nice, exciting. And if you have, if you have yeah. requests of that's true of things or topics right? or products you want me to look candy at, candy bars, candy bars. Email us inquiries at freeflow. It'll come to me. Yeah, candy bars. Chocolate is yeah. a big one. Chocolate's a big one. I want to know about a lot my of heavy metals and dark chocolate. Tea. We could go into tea. Oh my God, there's just so much. I want to know about my, my beloved Kit Kat bar because that's really Kit the only Kat? candy bar. Okay. I really love. And I love you Kit know what Kat. I'm going to cover? I got to buy Ari a baby gift for her. Oh, oh no. That's for her. For her shower. Yeah. So I'm going to. You better believe I want to get her baby something good and safe and clean. Here, 
I know how to get her baby something good. You, it's called never buy anything new. For <laughs> it is this. I'm sorry, but it's the stupidest thing you could ever do. Should I go shop in my sister? New. Should I go shop yes. in my sister's basement? And absolutely, absolutely. Not wrap it because Ari is doing a non-wrapping Wrapping shower, is which is too, of course. best. I encourage you to give Stan just so you know. Yeah, she does. Of course. Thank you, Ari and Jesse. Thanks. I will see both of you tomorrow. Yeah, see you on the Friday the show. Friday show. Woo. Bye. Thank you. Bye.